welcome to this podcast for established coaching businesses that cracked the marketing code and are now dealing with growth pains and operational challenges that hinder profitability and growth. Hey everyone, welcome back. And today it is my pleasure to interview Lynn McNamee. Lynn is the founder of a company called Loan Armadillo, a marketing strategy and consulting agency. And today we'll talk about alignment between marketing and sales and using automation tools for growth. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. So marketing agencies are usually not very known for aligning sales and marketing. Marketing <laughs> agencies usually strictly marketing. So what's up with your agency? How you guys are different and where is that coming from? Over the years, marketing and sales have just lost trust and we've just grown, grown farther and farther apart. And I think the origin of a lot of that has been largely because the licenses for the CRMs that the sales team were using were so expensive. So it just didn't make sense to add all these marketing people onto that license. It just was cost prohibitive. And so marketing wasn't getting the information they needed to know, well, what does make for a quality lead? What actually was converting? How quickly was it converting? And what happened after we gave you the lead? And so um, as marketing wasn't getting the information they needed to really make those relevant decisions, that they just kind of got focused on vanity metrics because we love data. We're a bit over obsessed with data. And so we started using the data that we had to improve what we could. But I, we've stopped thinking of it as really there is a disconnect. And so, so much marketing has really become advertising and not that relationship building, which is really at the heart of marketing. Because at the end of the day, we're really about that customer, that client, and providing a good experience for them. And that's what really translates into positive sales, not just for the short term, but for the long term. Makes perfect sense. Now, let's talk about specifically coaching businesses where the sales cycle can be pretty short. And so there, there should be a very tight connection between marketing and sales and customer success. So any tips or like any thoughts there, how to bridge the gap if there is? Having one source of truth for your CRM, making sure that marketing and sales really are using the same customer record, know what's going on, because then you can use that information. You can start the engagement knowing what the pain points, what the challenges, what someone's goals were. So again, in helping keep that, that sales cycle tight, if you use that information and then for the conversion, if they have that trust early on, because it is that personalized, relatable experience and like, yeah, this is the challenge that I have. This is what I'm trying to tackle. And yes, this is the expertise you have. Then that's going to help keep that short time frame, but also be a larger deal, larger engagement that someone's willing to make early on. And what are some actionable um, steps that we can take to streamline this process and either handoff process or like disconnection between the multiple departments. So I'm a big HubSpot fan 
And so they've just made the process very easy and they understand that there's a lot of repetitious work and eliminate a lot of extra steps that some of the other platforms do require. So if you can automate things in the background, so you build what you have on a website, how you have things coded on the forums. Do you have hidden fields on a form? Do you have workflows in the background that if someone expresses interest in this area, you know this is the best coach in your organization to manage and support those individuals, then those are the sorts of things that you can program in the background. And then the concept of personas to have variation. So you might have some core piece of information, but the sooner you can get to, this is what's motivating this person. This is what's motivating this person. So even something as basic as I'm scared, I'm going to lose my job. I'm scared. I'm not going to, I'm nervous. I'm fearful versus I want to grow. I want to be the best. Those are very different motivations. And so even developing the sales materials that you send out, if you know and can zero in on just, are they driven by fear? Are they driven by this positive motivation? That's going to be huge because then if you're speaking to someone around that, then that's going to really accelerate trust and therefore accelerate the deal and actually probably accelerate the success in the coaching engagement. And we have a lot of companies that use HubSpot as well. And so we are very well known and HubSpot is very close to our hearts as well. If we're getting into the weeds, what are some processes and steps that successful established coaching businesses that have processes in place, they have their marketing dialed in and they everything works there. So they kind of quietly call the marketing, but then they problem is the operations and allowing the setup to be ready for scale. So this is like the biggest pain point where our audience is right now. With that in mind, can you get into the weeds and maybe share some actionable ways to set up, be it HubSpot or a different platform that has both sales and like CRM and marketing in one? Like what is the ideal setup looks like? Keep it in mind that those coaching businesses have multiple products that can be purchased on the website. Maybe they have salespeople. So this is also high ticket items. Um, They have memberships. So they have multiple products. And that is what's causing also the additional complexities. So what are some of the most leanest, streamlined way of having the tech set up and ideally work with each other if it's more than one tool or if it's one tool, then perfect. How do we make it kind of streamlined so that we don't need to hire additional admin support to go through reports and connect some dots and spreadsheet and upload back and forth and allow us to run some market automation campaigns and stuff like that? The key is thinking systems-wide and really making sure that the client, the, the customer, is really where you're starting. Like, that's the fundamental question. We want to make sure it's a brilliant experience for them. And so it's the operations on the company's side, but it's also what are the expectations of the customer. This example to just try to, like, hone that Geico it's about saving money. You know, they've pounded that in. That's the expectation people have. 
So is the expectation that people are being given is a lot of human touch? Is it the quality of, is it the workshops? Make sure that every touch point does align with that. So that part's, I think, really key and making sure everyone in the company and every department is thinking about it that way. The gaps really do come between departments because marketing might be doing their thing, but they're not totally clued in with sales. And those two are much more actually in alignment than when you start bringing in supply chain and accounting and other departments like that. So when you have tools like HubSpot that does have also the service hub, which is totally key and having you know, marketing sales service, making sure somebody's looking at that data, but from a customer experience, that's key. When you have something like operations hub, which allows the APIs to be brought in so that you can build reports. But I think the key, and like was just talking with folks yesterday about not just headless, but composable, this modality, like there might be some software that's perfect for really managing this piece of product development or this piece of, you know, just really specialized software. How do you bring it together? Which do you say is going to orchestrate tools like Databox? Where are you building your reports that can really handle multiple APIs and systems? But I think a key thing that I see a lot of organizations is what are you reporting on? Like, are we clear what we're measuring and how we're capturing the data and making sure everyone is capturing the data the same way? You might be looking at revenue numbers, but are you doing it by year? Are you doing it by month? Are you doing what's a contract size? What's the time period? Is it the multi-year? Is it a single year? Making sure that there's just rigorous clarity about what we're measuring, where are we going to measure it, who's capturing the data, and from the salespeople, you can maybe ask them to enter two fields in a CRM, and one of them is better have a dollar sign. They're just not going to spend the time on that. So the more that we can automate, the more that we know where we're going to capture it, why we're capturing it, is just really, I think, key to help. Let's try and make it maybe a little bit more actionable. So let's let's come up with an example of a company and kind of talk a about that scenario. So let's say the, the company has, let's say five people, one of them is salesperson and they're using HubSpot with, with market automation. If we were to map up the, both the processes and the customer touch points and where each of the person from separate departments are touching that customer throughout the customer journey, what would be the ideal step-by-step -step setup or like touch points or optimization or automations, knowing that it is, they have a team, their tech is fully set up. What are the, the ideal, most streamlined, leanest way of setting up so that both uh, the automation works to the degree that allows the business to kind of do this as hands-off as possible, but also for the customer where the touch points are there when needed for them to be connected to the coaching business. Yeah, so you have your website, you have maybe some LinkedIn posts that are helping raise awareness, drive people to landing pages, absolutely use landing pages. Don't send people to your homepage, please. If you're considering it top of the funnel, have a low-level commitment 
you're asking for email. Don't ask for a whole bunch of information. So have that initial top level opportunity, enter email, send it to them, have something they can click on to go to the next level from that email. And then on that page, start having choices of they want to stay kind of at a low level or they're much ready, they're they're ready to go to that next level. But you want to be offering opportunities to gauge how quick they're looking to get started. You know, are they kicking the tires? Are they ready to go? So offer two buttons so they can just like be signing up for your newsletter. Okay, now they're not ready to commit, nurture. It's not the right time. Probably they're not ever going to be. If they're on your site, they're looking, they're not ready, unless it's something like they need to get their employer to cover the cost. Then you want to be able to capture that information. So maybe you have a form for like, I'd like to get more information now, or you have some additional content offer that goes, what into what will your experience in the coaching program look like? Offer that option, but don't offer too many options. Because we also know from behavioral economics that people will generally choose like the middle or the closest to the most similar. So keep that in mind to try to get more accurate information. So if they're in the newsletter that's automated, keep going, probably quarterly have some sort of more intentional outreach to, to really kind of push, nudge. That might be where you have some sort of special discount or if there's some smaller type package to help get people over the inertia, that way you're kind of re-engaging, not overwhelming, and getting that segment possibly over the hump. And be having checkbox options of like, do you need your employer to cover the costs or what additional, would you like these additional resources? Get some input because they're not going to get the full results. They're not going to fully participate if they're not willing to do those forms. If they fill out this form, but they then you send whatever the next short-term action offering is, but they're not opening the emails and they don't take that action. Um, again, you have some lead scoring going on in the background so that you understand. I would do one more round if they don't, because again, things get lost in email, people are time. But after that, then I would probably lower the priority. So they're higher than your newsletter people, but they're not the hot leads now. And then all of this data we're gathering, we're having lead scoring. After that, what's happening next? So depending on the sales resources you have on the back end and how you've defined, because different content, if you're building it, knowing like this one is going to tell us how committed they are. So what is the process? What are the payment terms? All sorts of things. Like obviously they're hot, hot on the phone now, individuals to close the deal. So those are the personal touch at that time for others, the content you build, you want to build it knowing what it's going to tell you. And that's where having marketing and sales actually talking and knowing what the history is of what's closed and what's not and the closed lost that people have been entering. Having marketing really know because somewhere earlier in the process of what the marketing communications were, they weren't properly managing expectations. So that gets back to that customer centric. So the what happens after 
is going to depend, but I would say the content should be built to give you that information of here's someone at this stage, here's someone at this stage, here's someone at this stage. So then that's where the scoring is just solidifying that, but it needs to reference what sales already knows, you know, and you're going to get way more information from the closed lost than you are from the closed one. Very helpful. Now, where can listeners know more about you and connect with you? Uh, excellent. So Lone Armadillo, L-O-N-E, armadillo.com is Essential Hub, Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at Lone Armadillo is my email. And I'm old school and that's still probably the best place. But I am on LinkedIn at Lynn McNamee. Awesome. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you.